The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Alright everybody, what's occurring? Uh, we're here for Saturday Draft Live, the morning of Clash at the Castle. I definitely did not want to attempt a Welsh accent. I thought about doing it and I sticking to it the last second. <laughs> no, it's going to just sound awful. But yes, some of the aces are team are way down to Cardiff. Well, we're here waiting to watch the show at a reasonable time for once. But going into the show... We know that Clash at the Castle and indeed the shows tomorrow uh, all out in World's Collide, that's going to majorly impact the leaderboard. So some of us are still here, some of them buggered off to Cardiff, and some of us definitely are not hungover. I'm not, you are. <laughs> I'm here uh, once again, and finally, I don't I didn't have to call in a substitute teacher this time. I actually got one of the actual full-time FDL who again and enjoy me for this uh, many preview of a big weekend for the draft. Uh, he is the one and only Brian Douglas. The one and only? That's a new one, Scott. It's normally a, a roast nugget, but I appreciate it either way. I'm starting to become a bit of a part-timer myself the last few weeks, so I need to get my reps back in and back on the show. Wait, I say one and only, I say that. <laughs> I was hoping that there was only one Ryan Douglas because, you know, I don't think I can handle much more. Well, I've got a story about that, Scott. I once, about 10 years ago, was randomly added to a group chat where it was just people called Ryan Duclish. And it was like 30 plus people. And I'm glad I left it. So I love saying. Oh, Jesus. So are you, are you trying to imply that out of all all 30 of these, Ryan Duclish, you're somehow the best one? Yes. Yes. What? I am. Well, that's terrifying. That's a Royal Rumble and a half waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the Dalgleish Derby coming, <laughs> coming this January. Oh, Introducing Entrant 1, Ryan Dalgleish. <laughs> Who do you think is the favourite one this match? Ryan Dalgleish. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, oh. Looking at Derby, he's winning for a big one this weekend with Classic Castle and everything else we got going on. As we go into the, the top three of the week, not massive uh, scores all around, but what's interesting is due to their loss in the women's tag team title term final, uh, EO Sky and Dakota Kai not in the top three for a first time in a few weeks. I think everybody assumed that. I think I said to Day One Central that I'm assuming they will win the titles, but I think they're for storyline purposes, they're keeping them away from the titles for now, but they will win them some point this season. But Ryan, as someone who has EOS guy, I'm sure, and who he's been doing very well for you so far, I'm assuming you were very annoyed about that. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest, but um, 
I think Stephen pointed out earlier in the week that um, they don't need the titles to be where they are on the cards, so I'm okay with that. If it, if it leads to Bailey winning the title soon, then sure, that's probably better storyline-wise, and um, they'll have gold at some point later on anyway. anyway. And I think they'll win tonight, so um, just to wait and see, but I'm, I'm not giving up on it, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a spirit. I mean, I'm hopeful for Bailey as well. I mean, she's on my fucking team. Like, I think this is a uh, Dave on Central that I think what this was about was about giving the face team something to make, try and make them actually not as predictable when they yeah. predictably win, and then that can set up a big thing like for like Extreme Rules where Io and Eo and Dakota get a another tie title shot, and then Bailey can challenge for the for the women's title. So I think it's kind of not happening now, but it will happen later on. I wouldn't just, argue. <laughs> Talking about that uh, six-woman tag, two members of the six-woman tag are in the top three of the week. We got Alexa Bliss on six points. It's been quite a while since we've had her in the top three. I think it's been a few seasons since she's been anywhere near the top three because uh, she's been kind of like, since she's been on TV, then she's off TV. And uh, Bianca Belair, someone who has been scoring very highly in the last few seasons since they really you know, got behind her as a singles competitor. She's on seven points. Both of them won a random six-woman tag or some local enhancement talent are heading into the show, heading into the show tonight, you know, against damage control as we said, but I don't see it going well for them, but you know, not a surprise to see Bianca, not as much of a surprise to see Bianca in the top two than it is Alexa Bliss. Yeah, uh, it's no-brainers really um, as to why they've been um, strong and raw and they're clearly trying to hype the 3v3 for this evening. Um, obviously Bianca with the belt she's not going to be off television at all and they're going to have her on as much as possible Alexa as you said a bit more surprising one I, I would actually go far to say it's been a it, I, you can tell me if I'm wrong it's been a long time since Alexa's been on it might even been a year or so since she was last on top three uh, she's never been like consistent with programming so it's nice to see her up there again but will it last that's my real question I mean, if we started this draft like in twenty eighteen, something like that, then oh, yeah. it would be a top like because you know back then she was all over the place, all over the title team. But since when the draft started, she was kind of still in the team with Nikki, and you know she did win the tag titles. People picked her as a tag competitor, but she became consistent for a little while for appearances when she was with the Fiend. But she's never been the biggest scorer in the women's division. She's seemingly always been a, at least a third or so around third round or lower in terms of the pecking order. Yeah, um, well, I just hope, she, I hope, as I said, I just hope it becomes a trend that she can find herself higher up in the card again, because she definitely earns it. So, so I've got <laughs> to add. <laughs> someone else is on your team, though, Ryan, who, I don't, again, I don't think we've seen him in the top three in a while, but he was on SmackDown last night. He's you know, kind of in the bloodline. He could play a major role in the main event of Clash at Cast tonight. Is Sammy Zayn also on seven points? Yeah, um, one master strategist just another genius pick for myself. I knew he was going to be on television throughout the week. He was on Raw, he's on SmackDown. My honorary us, you can't see this, Scott, but I am dancing right now. I've got my bloodline top on. I am ready to go. I am so excited for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very glad we just we said no cameras. That's not something I can see this time in the month. Tune in next week where Ryan does it. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, Sammy's been great um, especially I think 
even outside of draft, he's been very uh, entertaining on television and it's showing because they're putting him on multiple times throughout the day, uh, the show even, uh, on multiple shows a week. So I, I just hope it keeps coming. I'll take their points. I'll catch, I'll catch up the top. So let's go. Well, let's see where you are in terms of the top. Everyone both over at the leaderboard, the top 10 uh, going into Clash at the Castle. In last place, 43 and a half points by Vincent Mann's financial advisor, that is Andy Mitchell's team. Uh, just ahead of him on 47 points, team versus Gary Kiernan. Sadly, not being able to have the hottest start to this season. Uh, Dan Axel Jameson, our, uh, our listeners league competitor on 59 points, actually tied. Uh, his team, Balls of Jericho, is tied with What the Funaki, which is Grant McRobbie's team. One point ahead of them on 60 points is uh, Stephen Wilson, the Wilson Lankers. I'm two points ahead of Wilson with Ding Dong Cowboy shit. I think this weekend could be a big one for me. Full uh, bodied Bordeaux, Ross McLeod on 67 points. Just ahead of him is Ryan Gallagher, 68 and a half points with Northmen, Southmen, Comrades all. Ryan, you are, you've been doing very well to be at the, near the top of the leaderboard you had you're on 70 points right now with the ryan's redeemers question mark but yeah graham has pulled ahead again with 82 points he has gunther at flash at the castle no bobby lashley who's been one of these big you know scorers or anything like that but you know he also he also has mandy rose uh also has Asuka, edge and mandy rose all in Actually, everybody in his team is there other than Bobby Lashley. He's got Gunther, Mandy Rose, Keenan Carr and Katana Chance, Asuka and Edge. Yeah, solid team, Scott. But I see a, a major problem for Jack this evening. And I think out of the entire team, only Gunther's going to win. Is Bobby even on the card? No, like I, said, that's what I, was I was saying that across Worlds Collide, and he's got like a, an old WWE team across Worlds Collide and so only one person has team isn't competing in that uh, last. So I think Carter and Chance would have, have a ironically a chance to retain their women's tag titles, but I talked about that on with Dave on Central. I don't think Mandy's winning her triple threat because I think a toxic attraction call up is in the on the horizon. Ah, see. That's interesting. Um I always had her down for winning that, but if you're thinking about a call up then you might be right. Yeah, I mean even if, even if it's by some miracle, I am right, and the two people I see will probably win, do win. Both of them are in title matches, so you might not, you might not have the biggest gap if he can hold on the top spot. That's not going to be, not going to be anything to sniff. Uh, two pay per view, you know, title retentions. Yeah, it would be really good points if he does get the retentions, um, as you said, Scott. But um, I have an inkling that I'm going to be chasing them pretty close after this evening. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit, but before we go to listen to you, I want to talk about our league compared to Dan Axel Jameson. It's weird the last couple of weeks because it feels like you know, not too long ago that, right, I know, again, it's still early because I think the big determining point of what the season might look like will be tonight and tomorrow with everything that's going on. But Dan Axel Jameson was only like second or third for you know a week or a couple of weeks, and then it's weird how quickly he's fallen. Like, you know, I don't like a... Like, Really, I don't want to slag as much as other Osmond League competitors right now because, you know, most I'm used to seeing them very low down. But, you know, he had a hot start, but now he's he's sadly starting to slip into the same traps that other Osmond League competitors seem to fall into. 
Yeah, he had a really hot week one team. Uh, I think it was Stokely scored quite a bit and Usos was strong on the card as well, but he's definitely majorly slowed since then. Um, I think we hyped up a bit when we did see him week one near the top. Was he top, actually? Was he first or right. second, something like that? Yeah, he, he's not, he's never, I don't think he's been top yet. He's been in second place, though. Uh. Well, I bet he enjoyed that a bit. He's back in reality now, and I'm glad he is where he is. <laughs> With the draft and in life, Daniel Jameson is never. <laughs> but you know, some people who are hoping to one day be on the top are the people in the listeners' league. And now over, over to Ryan Douglas for the top five. Hello, welcome to Listen League, Listeners League Show, and I'm going to try and do that without butchering it. Welcome to Listeners League Show. <laughs> we have a top five. Uh, fifth place, Ross Brady, with the best team name there is, is Tommaso Sauce. Should get 10 points for that alone. Uh, it's 58.5. Uh, one and a half points at tied at 60 each are both Lachlan Hyatt. Is that how you say it? Anyway, Kamarnak Kiss with 60 points as well as Ron Wilson, the bus drivers on 60 points as well. And then we have just one point above in second place, just Stuart. Just just Stuart, there's no surname. <laughs> big, big, Stuart, big Stuart has got SavePussyWithConrad.com on 61, as I just said. And clearly ahead, 72 points, 11 points ahead. Last minute picks, Johnny Adam. Um, I don't recognise a lot of these names. Obviously, Ross Brady's been in the draft before, but I don't recognise any of the rest of them, um, mm. which is interesting, which shows that the, the regulars are lacking. Uh, even in this tab, Robert Shaw's 13th. You've got Martin Best, 16th. Lee McAteer, 11th. They're, 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 Scott, they're just not showing up. What What's the deal? What's the deal? Uh, I don't like it at all. Uh, I know, like, again, as I've been saying before, I mean, Johnny Adam going way out and in front there. Like, look at the rest of them, as you said. Like, it's not, it shouldn't be this competitive as we keep trying to say. You have your pick of the lot, it should not be this competitive. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Scott. JP, 19th. Ah. <laughs> uh, I just scrolled down, that was good. Ah, <laughs> uh, JP, life is a bitch. It's a bitch, and so are you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, looking at it, I don't really have much of an opinion. I don't know what it is about this Ron Wilson, but I like that guy. Maybe. Something about him. Something about him, I don't know. It means me and me when I used to wear those clothes. But, are you a bus driver? No. Oh. I do. Oh, I had that vision there. Yeah. You don't want me behind the wheels of a bus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Ron Wilson will be. Maybe he'll be a lesser of the many, many evils and cretins that we find in the Listener's League. Where is Adam Kelly? He's he's one, two, three, four places oh. below, <laughs> below JP. Actual bo- is the actual bottom? Oh, not Sal Nori. Of course. March Nemesis, bottom. Adam Kelly, team. Nobody reads Brit Riss interviews. Well, not if you wrote them. Wrote them, they don't. <laughs> anyway, but you know, we clearly know a lot about the Listeners League because we think we could do it better. And so yes. I read out your Listeners League team to beat last week, 
Uh, too much apathy for Mandy Mitchell, who plays in Kazakhstan. But if you could remind us, uh, Ryan, of your team and uh, give us a little bit more info as to why you made your picks. See, Scott, I'm trying to remember who it was. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, the greatest listeners, uh, listener of all time. That was my team name. I've got Bailey, EO Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee and Swerve, Carrying Cross, Kevin Owens, and Braun Breaker. Uh, my captain, I believe, was Bailey. I could be wrong, it might have been Neil Sky, whichever one I said. I think it's Bailey. But um, I, I, I heard Dave's team, and honestly, Scott, it's um, really the, the main league people don't know what they're doing with this thing because this is a different game, Scott, and I hope you can prove us wrong here because listeners league a different kettle of fish. Yes, you pick from pots. Yes, you're not on the spot. Yes, you've got a week to pick some. But it's uh, the really know-how of how the draft works because everybody is going for the, their top picks of every round. You don't you don't pick from who's left. You get the best of the best. And... Um, it's always a tighter battle in the listeners' league, and I think David's not going to do too well here. Um, do we have a way of checking how much David actually scored? Do we know that? Uh, I'm sure somebody like him or Stephen will figure it. They're big numbers, guys. Yeah, let them do it. Um, let them never do it. I, I don't know how much I will have so far, but that doesn't really matter right now. But I think my team would be a winning team if I was still in the listeners' league. Well, Considering Scott, I should be a two-time champion, but I was conned out of a botch. So, what can I say, Scott? What can I say? So, anyway, I, I believe you have your team to announce as well, Scott. Yes, if I could be reminded of what the hell the... Is there a way to access the... Uh, the like, pots? Uh, oh, I, cl- I closed the tab. Bear with me. Uh, leave it to me, leave it to me, leave it to me. Uh, right, Scott, I'll rattle it off for you and then you can tell me your picks for each. Have you got a team name, first of all? Uh, I'll think of one in a minute. Welcome <laughs> to me, welcome to me. Right, Scott, welcome to Luster's League. Here's your pot one. You have Roman Reigns, John Moxley, The Usos, Drew McIntyre, Liv Morgan, Austin Theory, Bailey, Bianca Belair, The Miz, and Bobby Lashley. I'll go with those first round. Okay, fair. Round two, FTR, Claudio Castagnoli, Wardlow, Shayna Baszler, Tommaso Ciampa, EO Sky, Young Bucks, Seth Rollins, Dakota Kai, Gunter. Hmm. I don't understand. Uh, you picked two. your tag, mind. So. I'm, I'm aware, I'm aware. Uh, between two... Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Gunther. Gunther, right? Good choice. Sky for some reason, but I think like again, we're results on her winning a title, whereas I think we can be quite confident in Gunther are holding on to a title for some time. So that's where that's where that came from. Strong logic, strong logic. Right. So round three, you've got Adam Cole, Swerving Lee, Jade Cargill. Judgment Day, Thunder Rosa, Banks and Iwomi, Adam Page, Creeds, Montez Ford, and Mandy Rose. Well, I think he's in that third one. There is. 
Quite a few people went, oh shit, I've not picked my tag team yet. <laughs> uh, I don't know picking Thunder Rosa after recent development. Uh, that would be a good choice, yeah. <laughs> when I really think about it, the best team I've already picked my team, I think uh, there's actually not as many good options in this one. So I'm going to go with Jake Cargill purely for the undefeated you know, streak aspect of it. Yeah, um, not a good choice. I don't think she's losing to Athena at all. Uh, that's very telling from AW's booking of Athena. So I've not, not not much else to add to that one, but yeah, strong. So round four, you have Alexa Bliss, Roxanne Perez, Nikita Lyons, Scarlett, D'Angelo Family, Karen Cross, Zoe Stark, Rhea Ripley, Anna J, and Carter and Chance. Again, a lot of tags there. <laughs> a tag there. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Carrion Cross. Wise decision. Wise decision. Uh, is Right, so round five, you've got Kevin Owens, Tony Storm, Ricochet, Pac, AJ Styles, Cora Jade, Jungle Boy, Carmelo Hayes, The Acclaimed, and Asuka. Oh, and between Carmelo and Tony Storm. Oh, June, names there. I think I'm going to go with between those two, uh, Carmelo Hayes. Good choice. Are you flexible? You can pick a man or woman next, right? Yeah, because I've got Jade and, well, I've almost forgotten who the hell I have. You, <laughs> I think I, I think uh, you picked, you, you picked, uh, be with me, be with me. Gunter, Jade Cargo. This is. This is. Karen Cross. Yeah, has for women. So your female picks are Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> well, you picked Ronda Rousey. So. I was going to say, <laughs> that or if you go back to the, the last round and pick a different, pick a male or a female on that one. Uh, if you want to. <laughs> I don't make the rules. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really particularly want Ronda Rousey, if I'm honest with you. Uh, well, in that case, you can go Tony Storm last round and then pick one of the males. Yeah, that's why I'm okay. more comfortable. Okay, uh, so Tony Storm. So you've got Malachi Black, Stokely Hathaway, Braun Breaker, Christian Cage, Sami Zayn, Matt Riddle, Wheeler Utah, Danhausen, and Edge. There you go, Stokely Hathaway. Well done, Scott. Took us two attempts, but we got there. We had to go back, double check where your team actually was to check legality. <laughs> we had to change a pick, but we got there. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, in terms of Azure Listeners League expert, ignore David. He just types in scores and looks at points. Doesn't matter. Doesn't know what he's doing. Hasn't done this for Scott. I will say your team is better than David's. Thank you very much. So... But you did change your team halfway through. So... <laughs> Well, you can probably do whatever the fuck you want in uh, the league, so fuck it. Doesn't matter. We can't win it anyway. So, <laughs> like I said, Usos, Gunther, uh, Tony Storm, Jake Carrion Cross, and Stokely Hathaway. And my team shall be known as Draft Analysis with Chris Eubank. <laughs> Would you like a sweetie? <laughs> Stupendous <laughs> confectionery. <laughs> Uh, have you got a captain? Oh, the captain shall be Gunter. Gunter, good, good. Um, 
so yeah, that's Scott's team. Just Jack left, so uh, um, hopefully he can be on next week and we'll drag him out of him. Uh, but it does seem a bit cheeky that we're doing this after the three or four weeks of tele- television program to actually decide what our team is. But anyway, we make the rules, so who cares, right? Um, <laughs> sorry, we can say Scott. <laughs> yeah, so... Let's look, look, look at Clash of the, the Castle, shall we? I mean, we talked, talked a bit, Jack. Right? You seem to be very confident about kind of turning some things around. You have uh, EO on the, the card. Austin Theory isn't on the card. I think, I think EO's on actually officially announced to wrestle. I mean, carrying a cross or Sami Zayn could make appearances. They will. Sure. You're holding out hope. You know, Triple H is known for making these for bringing back people and surprising everybody and maybe you'll want to make a splash, so maybe Hope is still out there for Banks and Naomi. Um, I th- from, well, Triple H did an interview on BT, I believe it was yesterday, saying that they want to have them back, but they'll be, um, it's all about timing and uh, putting priorities together, so after hearing that, it might not be for a while, but it could be games. We could see them tonight, could see them on Raw tomorrow, could see them in SmackDown next week, or sorry, Raw on the following, uh, on Monday, or it could be four months' time. We just really do not know. Uh, so I'm I'm not thinking about that just now. I'll take it if they come. Um, but I do think Karen Cross will show up during the main event, and I think Sam will be involved quite a bit as well. So I am still very optimistic about the card. And he was winning, so. Yeah, yeah, you, you can rest your set uh, on, on that. Gary Kernan has Roman Reigns and you know again we've always all been very uncertain about Roman both in terms of you know, how often he would appear but we knew he was going to get Clash of Castle but you know people seem very divided between who they actually think is going to win you know, me and Dave talked about a lot about why Roman, why Roman may actually lose uh, tonight Clash at the Castle uh, Adam Cole I think was meant to be part of the of the card uh, all out, but he unfortunately is not there. So Adam Cole is, on, is somehow on zero points this season, which is bizarre. But Gary also has Alexa Bliss and FTR. I think I think FTR are the ones most likely to get some points. I don't know if you agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm on the position. I'm undecided between. I just said about Roman Reigns. I think either Roman's wins or. I think I've said on the show before, I think if Theory does cash in, it will be tonight with Drew on Drew when Drew wins. So either way, Drew doesn't leave the title. That's my opinion. But it's far-fetched and I accept it. Just an inkling I've got. So, yeah. Uh, you're on a podcast, you can be early to be far-fetched sometimes. <laughs> Do you know, Scott, there's nothing more dangerous than a man with a voice. So here I am. Yeah. Uh, Gamic Robbie could do very well at All Out because he does have Tony Storm who's in the, the four-way match. He has Swerve and R. Cody who defend the titles. Claudio is in the ladder match and John Moxley, the AEW undisputed heavyweight champion. So, you know, maybe not, maybe not, you know, maybe sitting back for the first couple of shows of the weekend but when All Out comes around, Grammy Rob could look to clean up and uh, maybe start to shoot himself closer to the top four, top three of the table. Yeah, John Moss has proven very valuable as well. Um, he'll be loving that right now. Uh, I believe Claudio's championship wins are not counted as championship because they're not a AEW belt, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's still yeah. one or two. I think it's the same for like, Wheeler and his 
or if FDR defend their any of their tag bills right now, which is a shame. And I've been trying to say that maybe we should consider this since last season, but no one seems to want to take the time to discuss it. Um, I so, think for me personally, I think it's something we discuss at the end of the season and maybe implement it next. But it's not to me. It's up to Stephen. So here we are. <laughs> well, I'm just saying with like no real clear sign of what's happening with Ring of Honor and everything. And yeah. It may become a fixture on TV at the minute, then that's why I believe it's something that should be at least be kind of discussed, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. We should have that discussion. But, um, Scott, your team, you've got um, Bailey, who is in that triple uh, 3v3 tag match. We've got uh, the Young Bucks are in the final, aren't they, of that? Mm. The try things, yes. Originally, when I made these picks, I somehow it seemed like the story was leading to Box and Hangman being together, but now they're on opposite ends, so I'm to see how that's going to... So, somebody's scoring. <laughs> Someone well, isn't. So, we'll just ignore that, right? Because that's void. Just, say, just saying, like, I'm going to get points one way or the other, but I might lose a couple points, so I'm wondering, you know, how it's going to cancel itself out. How um, is it a case of the tag team gets a lot more points than the singles? I don't know, but basically, yeah, everyone except Zoe Stark on that team has a match, because, like you said, Bucks and Page and that trio swing. Bailey, my captain in the sixteen tag. Jungle Boy's got that match against Christian Cage, and you got Matt Riddle against Seth Rollins. I think it's a clear that Jungle Boy will win because I don't think they'll keep that feud going. But do you think Riddle will win? That's my question. I think that angle on Raw made me kind of believe more so, and like everything that they've done to kind of delay it to Clash of Catholic, having said trying to basically cave Riddle's skull in, and then the stuff he said on Raw. I don't think you can. Have it'll lose after all that. I know people say oh, Ronson's taking quite a few losses, but you know, clearly that's, that's a reason that he keeps getting put in these situations despite always losing. That they clearly the baby are very much behind him and you know, trust him maybe in these situations. So I think Riddle really needs to win after everything that happened with Roman. And I'm also confident, like you said, uh, with Jungle Boy winning his match against Christian because you know, the guy basically joked on, ha, your father's dead. Like, you can't have someone say that to you, then not have them win. And <laughs> even if for the few downs here, uh, I'll still get points if he goes back into the tag division with Luchasaurus because, you know, a win's a win even if it's a, tag, a singles competitor competing in a tag team match. I think my only worry about that, I, I do kind of agree with you, but the only worry about uh, Rollins is I don't think he's won a pay-per-view match since I believe the Royal Rumble and that was by DQ. So I think he's massively overdue a victory. It might not be tonight, as you said, uh, unlikely that he'll win tonight, but he is massively overdue. Yeah. I yeah, I agree he is overdue. I'd just rather it was against anyone else, <laughs> someone on my fucking team. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, right, so Dan has the Usos, who are, uh, they're, they're not defending the tag team championships, are they? But they probably will be on uh, television this evening. Uh, I mean, got... it's weird. It's weird if they'll even be at Clash of Castle. I'm wondering. I think the reason nothing's really been announced with them regarding the show is because the same reasons they weren't at that Canada episode of SmackDown a few weeks ago. That you know, traveling internationally, given Jimmy's troubles with DUIs and everything, is. Oh <laughs> yes. But you know, maybe maybe it's different with the UK than in Canada, but or maybe it's a case they just wanted to keep the card. No short because there's only six matches on that on Glass at the Castle. It's quite short, so yeah. Um, who else have we got? We've got 
if Wardlow's defending right, he's on the card. It's such a massive card, I can't remember who's even on it. Uh, but I'm sure Wardlow's on it, right? Wardlow's teaming with FTR in a, in a six-man tag against Jay Thor and the Machine Guns. Oh yes, yes. Uh, I, I don't see them. Him, I don't see them losing. Uh, Jed Cargo's winning. I, I just don't see any other possibility. Nikita Lyons isn't doing this, and I believe uh, Ricochet's put, uh, facing Carmelo Hayes, but I'm not sure Ricochet will win there. I think we'll keep, keep on Carmelo. I don't think Ricochet benefits being champion in NXT again, but I could be wrong. And Stokely Hathaway's probably going to be on. With the length of that card, he's going to be on at some point. A few, maybe even a few times with the amount of people he's got under his wing. So, um, good potential for points there for Dan, but I don't see him going too high up the table. Mm. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Like, it's, it's surprising not to see the Usos on a on this massive show, but because otherwise that would have been big points for Dan. But you know, Jade Cargo, I think that could go either way with her match with Athena and Ricochet. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not going to win, but Wardlow, you know, I think the way. Make an end to this thing he's had with Jay Lethal through the six man tag. So Wardlow will probably score there. Steven's going up against quite a few of mine and a few other people's picks because he's got Bianca Belair going up against you know, Bailey in that six man tag. Jeff Rollins is going up against Biddle, who's on my team. The Creed's are in that four way elimination match for the for both sets of tag titles at Worlds Glide. Rhea Ripley will likely be in the corner of the Judgment Day in their tag team match. He's got Carmelo Hayes, who's going up against Dan's pick of Ricochet. And he's got Wheeler Yurt, who is also in the in the ladder match. So you know, at least one member of Steven Team is guaranteed a, a, a good score. He's two points behind me, but obviously Steven will look to overtake me and get to the the top half of the leaderboards. Yeah, um, he I, I don't see him having a great evening. Also, we've talked about Seth and Bianca. Um, I personally don't think Creed's are winning see, uh, tomorrow. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, Rhea will show up. Carmelo will probably win. Yuta probably won't win. So um, it's not going to be a great evening for Steven, but great team going ahead, so can't be too disappointed with that, I don't think. No, 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 at all. Ross, I think, has one of the more interesting teams to look at for this weekend because his team is all over the place. Like Scar- well, Scarlett probably won't be there unless Karen Gross decides to, to show up. Pack is finally defending the Atlantic title on an AEW branded show. Which isn't just a replay of a thing from another promotion shown on Dark. So he's defending against Kip Sabian on the pre show. He's got Braun Baker, he's got a match against Tyler Bate. Judgment Day, we're going to have that match against Edge and Reem Steele because apparently it's 2002 all over again. <laughs> in the match with uh, Morgan. And of course, he's captain, I believe, Drew McIntyre. He is in the main event against Roman Reigns. A lot of discussion about Drew possibly winning uh, the title tonight. And, you know, a lot of people on his team are still in single digits, but this could be a major night for Ross uh, to really cap him as a potential favourite for the rest of the season. It's very hit or miss. Very hit or miss. Um, obviously, we're talking about Drew. We don't need to talk about Drew. I personally see Shana walking away with the title this evening. Uh, I don't see Liv Morgan's title being any longer than it is now. I had Judgment Day for winning this evening as well, but that can go either way. Shouldn't have impact his score too much. Um, Cross would be on at some point, at least Scarlet probably there. So, easy point. Uh, Pac's not losing the title, I don't think. And Braun Baker, I doubt, is going to lose either. So, um, a couple of iffy questions if they'll win or not, but they're all representing. They're all they're all on television this evening and tomorrow night as well. Um, and you can't doubt Ross's potential this season. 
especially after the weekend we're about to have. So yeah, good things for Ross coming, I'm sure. Yeah, it does seem that way. Ross is just a couple of points ahead of me, but I guess he could really cut up on Phil, especially with the Drew entire win uh, tonight. Brian Gallagher really doesn't have much in terms of representation. His main ones are the acclaimed tour are not likely to win against Swerving Art Glory, and he has a guy who will be uh, on the, in the sixth woman tag, as we said, so not really much to discuss there. Yeah, I think Ryan seems following on Dakota Kai pretty much, uh, but mm. he's got nothing else to back up, so the main worry. Yeah, and also we come to Andy. We already talked about Jack. We come to Andy. He's in last movie. He's in confident to me that he felt like you now he could climb up the table uh, after this weekend. I mean, Thunder Rosa was maybe on the court. She's unfortunately you no know, fam. She's not factor anymore. Christian Cage, like I said, I'm confident he's going to lose tonight. And he's also got Liv Morgan. So all yeah. of Andy Mitchell's hopes are hanging on Liv Morgan, and uh, not the most. Er- Iron airtight, you know, thing to hang your hat on, really, right now, is it? No, I wouldn't be excited for Andy. Um, I said at the beginning of the season that Andy would be maybe a surprise factor, and that was a that was a choice and a half for me. But um, <laughs> obviously, having Tommaso and AJ Styles is strong picks, but they're not going to win your season, uh, and the rest of the team's showing that for sure. Um, so. It's looking rough for Andy, but things can turn around. You never know. A lot of change happening, especially in WWE, so we'll have to just wait and see. Mm. Yeah, we'll have to see. Indeed, a lot of moving parts at play there for Clash at the Castle, one of the bigger wrestling weekends uh, we've had in a long time. Two major shows from WWE, which could you know really again be a major showcase of what the Triple H era of you know, booking WWE could look like and you know you know the AEW including the pre-show well actually even I think even if you don't include the pre-show there's more matches no I is if you include the pre-show because if you if you don't include the pre-show it's the same number but combined there are more matches on all our show than World Collide and Classic Castle put together how many how many matches is it including the pre-show 15 Jesus. There are four pre-show matches. They had another one last night who is the man doing the sweep. I was very pissed off about that. They, had to, they added that. Like, <laughs> and I, had to, I had to message people who had sent me the sweep, but some of them are already in Cardiff, so I don't know if they'll see it. That, that's that's not even like a joke. That's like beyond our WrestleMania. Like, as much as we love wrestling, surely nobody wants to watch that much wrestling. <laughs> Especially in one go. <laughs> Mania 4, which bear in mind had a, a one night tournament in there, including a battle round, a couple of other random matches, had 16 matches on it. You're one match away from being as long as WrestleMania 14. And I mean, people, and people who watched WrestleMania, uh, no, 14, WrestleMania 4, people who watch WrestleMania 4 don't even like WrestleMania 4. <laughs> yeah, but. But think think of it this way, Scott. Think of the potential it's given the draft with all these AWs uh, picks getting more representation in um, pay-per-views or premium live events, whatever you wish to call them. So maybe it's a blessing for the draft. Maybe. No, nothing else. <laughs> Just that. Yeah, nothing else. But I personally do not want more representation in terms of having to mark up that fucking, uh, that fucking sweep. 
And you know, firstly, I don't think everyone should be on the show every single pay per view. So, but apparently, Tony can think otherwise. Yep. Yep. Mental. So yeah, who who do you see coming out and top on the draft in terms of uh, this weekend's worth of events? Then I think, well, given what we just discussed, I think Ross is a favourite. Uh, depending on the way the main event goes, it could be between Ross and. Uh, Okay, Grant, I know Grant. Uh, Grant or Ross could have a really strong show. I'm hoping for a strong one, depending on how the six women tag. I think Classic Castle is a bigger thing for me than slightly bigger for me than All Out. Uh, but Gary, depending on like the way the main event goes, could have been for a big night because that continues Roman's big reign. And then you got FTR later on, and who knows? Maybe even Ronda Rousey will make a surprise appearance after the SmackDown Women's Title match. Yeah, yeah, that's a. Okay, I think Shane or Rondo would be something they probably want to use on television at some point soon, uh, title or no title. So that would be a good call, actually. Yeah, Jack, if he does kind of get like some strong wins, he he may maintain his top spot, but I don't think he'll have as large a gap as he's hoping for. So I think some people will really start to close in on him. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> But what do you guys think? If you have an opinion about the draft, why not keep it to yourself? <laughs> and make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at SuplexVTweet. Like the Facebook community page, that's where you can get involved in the conversation with all of us and potentially join the Listeners League yourself and try and you know win the Listeners League and come up and you know play with the big boys. And make sure you like you know the light rating review on your chosen podcasting platform. We see SuplexVTweet is on. All good Android podcasts, and even some of the shite ones. Like uh, we on sites like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to get your podcasts. You got Saturday Draft Live on this feed every Saturday. Obviously, occasional episodes of East Speaks West today. Every so often, show up a Japanese wrestling me and Gavin probably do. We got feature shows. We have got uh, some interesting ideas for feature shows starting next week. Uh, so stay tuned for those. And we have East Star Central. I hosted one this week alongside David Hotney because Ross is off on holiday. And tune in next week on Central to see who I get to join me to talk about all the fallout from uh, these three major events happening this weekend. So, until next time, where I'm, I think Jack has to be back on next week to finally give his Listeners League team to beat. Uh, for myself and from Ryan Douglas, we'll say thank you all for listening to this episode and enjoy the week of, weekend of wrestling. See you later. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quiz Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown. Sports Social Podcast Network.